0: but I remember I took this one sociology class and the teacher did something where we were taking a lesson and I recall like seeing pictures of Muslims. I described how I felt when I saw those pictures and the comforting words and the way that she felt made me feel welcome really impacted my whole sense of how I felt about that class and about my school and about myself. And it was incredible. And she even noted at the end of the class, like how much that incident impacted me it's crazy because like human psychology like we don't recognize how much your brain and your mind and some of these things that are going on inside of us can stop us from doing things and just sometimes opening up a little bit back in 2006 we had this great idea of starting a digital marketing agency in vasp we had no idea what our journey would look like and how our company would grow
1: in a turn of events as if we weren't busy enough A couple of years ago, we launched our SaaS company, ThickPie. Two companies run by a husband-wife team and stretched thin. Our life is crazier than ever.
0: Join us every week on Boot Trapped, where we talk about running our two companies, the ups, the downs, and the lessons we learn along the way.
1: Here we go, another episode of Boot Trapped. It has been a while. It has been almost... Four weeks since we've recorded, which is absolutely horrible. But we'll get into that in a second. Ayat, how is life? How have you been?
0: I think part of the biggest reason we haven't recorded is just because of what's going on in the world. I think for the most part, our listeners never have an idea of when we're recording because there's no context necessarily. Sometimes we might mention the season and whatnot, but otherwise, there's not a lot of context to like the time frame exactly. But I think with just some of the recent world events, we're going to definitely give a little bit more context on what's been happening.
1: It's the 8th of November, and the last episode we've recorded was actually early October, actually October 4th, to be more exact. So it's been, what, a month and days? Yeah, uh, a month and four days, sorry. See, my math is a little off. Part of that, I think, yes, there's a lot going on at the investment of pie, but one of the big things most people, unless you've been living in a cave for the last month or so. You probably have seen what's happening in Palestine between the Israelis and Palestinians. And it's been rough. I think us coming from that region, of course, and we have lots of friends who live in that region. It's really been tough. Start from October 7th, and then it's just been ongoing. Looking at all the civilian deaths, I know that there are many weeks that just things were happening, and I'm like, okay, I can't get myself to work. Yes, we live in a very comfortable life. We're like tens of thousands of miles away, but you just cannot disconnect. And I think last night, one of the things I told you, I had, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to get on Twitter anymore because it's just rough. And it's interesting because we have friends on both sides of the, of the aisle. So I get to see this and then I'm like, okay, I'm, it's just absolutely horrible. Regardless to where you stand, I don't think anything like anybody will be happy to see deaths and I don't care really much for the context of why a civilian is getting killed or a child is getting killed. A child is getting killed. That's the way I think about it, correct? Yeah, I can try and explain it. You can, at the end, especially those of us who are parents, you know, oh my God, the most painful thing, if anything happens to you, like, you know, if like even something small happens to them, you, your life is upside down. So imagine losing a child. I don't know if you want what you want to add, so I don't want to turn it into world politics.
0: Yeah, I don't want to talk I don't think anybody, probably you look me up, nobody can people will know like where I stand (laughs) on the the topic. It has been very difficult to work. And I think also seeing increasingly how polarized people are when it comes to something so obvious as asking for a ceasefire or seeing people that are dying is just to me mind boggling. So that's I think that's part of what's made it so difficult is not only do you see, of course, the immense amount of life, which is just utterly like just heart-wrenching. But then the reaction and the acceptance and the almost cheering it on of others, that is really something that has affected me so much. But we'll talk about our updates. I know that again, like you said, we're very busy from investment and fig pie perspective, but I think it's always important to speak our truth as well.
1: So let's try and transition from that. Let's see how we're going to do that. Well, we know how we're going to do that. Because life goes on and things are always happening regardless. So let's start Ayad's last few weeks. What has been happening with investment? How's everything?
0: Where we left off last time was we talked about how we have been internally trying to optimize, We're always, I think I always talk about like us optimizing our processes, but specifically for us to be able to effectively forecast the impact of our marketing initiatives onto our clients. Because again, that's very important. In the end, the client needs to see what type of an impact this is going to have on their bottom line. And it's super important to make sure that we're delivering that message in a really effective way. So we've been talking internally about how to make sure that we can forecast some of that and how can we integrate that forecasting into some of the marketing initiatives that we conduct. And again, like our marketing initiatives are through experiments that we actually run on our client site. How can we make sure that we're utilizing that information to let them know what type of an impact the program is going to have in advance, but also when we're determining what experiments we're going to be running, we also have a forecast of what type of an impact it's going to have on our clients and how we prioritize accordingly. It's just been interesting kind of discussing that with the team and trying to come up with really good models around that.
1: I love that. One of the biggest challenges, I think, whenever you're doing marketing, you go to the CEO, you go to the VP of marketing. Okay, great. You're telling me I'm going to do one, two, three, four and you're asking for money to do one, two, three, four, how much money is that going to get? What kind of ROI do I expect to get? And that's something that we face and something that we do ourselves when my marketing team comes at by and say, oh, we want to do this. I'm like, well, what kind of return do you think? Some of it is extremely difficult to measure. That's just the reality. Some of it's, no, you can measure. And I think that's the beauty of experimentation, the beauty of A-B testing where we say, okay, so now based on all these different parameters that we look at, when we run this experiment, what kind of dollars are we going to put in the bank? I've been involved in those conversations, so it's been fascinating, actually, to try and quantify it. You know what I think part of the fascination as well is because of the amount of research that we had to do on this topic, and just looking at some of the models out there, all power to some of those models, because I look at them and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to apply this model, and gosh, man, I don't know how you're even going to show that to a company that you're working with. Hey, because I ran this one small campaign, one AB experiment, I've generated a million dollars for you while your annual sales are 10 million. It's like, really? <laughs> One campaign for one week gave me a million, 10%? But but some of those models are that aggressive. And I'm like, okay, all power to you if you can sell it to people. But I really think it hurts the industry when you show something like that. It makes it less believable, correct? And it is not believable. It's unreasonable to claim that you're able to deliver such value. Some companies do that. I think the model uh, that investment adopts and that we're thinking about adopting in FigPy is, is fascinating and it's going to be helpful as well.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest challenge that we always find is that we're always, of course, looking at things from a final sale, final contact, whatever that like final action is on a website. So for example, like how many more you know, conversions or sales do they get? How many more contacts do they get? And I think that's also a little bit problematic and that's a little flaw that a lot of these models have is that it's not always about that. Like experimentation is broad and we're trying to, we're looking at the entire funnel and I want to figure out how I can get somebody from point A to point B to point C then to final transaction. I need a way to quantify that measurement of engagement and actually getting them to flow through the remainder of the website. And I think that's, again, that's the biggest kind of like question mark that we have and how do you quantify that how do you explain that? But I know that from conversations with clients, they value that tremendously. So like we've had experiments that we have run where we have seen like further flow. And if I'm starting an experiment on a homepage, for example, I want to make sure that they get to other pages. If they're not converting, that's another story. We can measure that later, and I'm going to be focusing on those later parts of the funnel. But if I'm getting them further down, that's a win.
1: So you know what, Zayat? This is not a CRO-dedicated podcast, (laughs)
0: but i think any marketing initiative there are different metrics
1: yeah but there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of people who are not even non-marketers who are listening to this
0: ah business owners yes
1: yes so we'll get you on the CRO live hour and then we'll discuss this and we'll get into the nitty-gritty of all of this because it's just fascinating but what else has been going on at invest
0: i was in romania in Bucharest, romania for a keynoting at the GPEC summit, and that's where they have their largest e-commerce conference in Bucharest. It was wonderful. I'm really pleasantly surprised that the Romanian people were very like warm and welcoming enjoyed that, definitely. And just, again, to see this booming, really, country, like their e-commerce initiatives, they're pushing really hard, and they're really trying to build that technology up. And even just the technology sector in general is growing in that country. So it was really great to see. And of course, being able to put another keynote under my belt is always a plus.
1: That is awesome. And I know, how was the trip there, by the way? How long is the trip there?
0: exhausting i think it takes around maybe 15 to 17 hours depending on my layover in istanbul but it was really tiring because i didn't bake in time to just stay there i kind of regret (laughs) not doing more of that but what can i do here i am (laughs) we've also onboarded a new team member which has been great specifically of course like we're always trying to enhance the cro the conversion rate optimization specialist team so that's always a good thing and then we also had a new client, so did the kind of onboarding for that. Those are things that have been keeping me busy. One of the big questions that we've had is we recently had a developer actually leave. And one of the reasons he cited that he left is that he doesn't find the A B testing development is helping him hone his skills as a developer. How did you know this very well? This is always an issue. Now, we have had developers that have stayed with us very long and they don't mind it, they like the work-life balance that it gives them, they don't mind the type of work, but you do have some that are looking to always enhance their skills. So we're trying to figure out a solution around that. And the nice thing is, of course, because we have this Invest Fig Pie partnership, there's an opportunity to figure out how we can really yeah. utilize that.
1: And I think we've talked about that. So it will be interesting to figure that one out, but we'll keep it under wraps until we actually sort sort
0: that one out. All right, Claudette, how about you?
1: Me. Very busy, especially the last couple of weeks, actually. I flew to Napa. This is my first time in Napa. I spoke at the DMO, Digital Marketing Organization, the Advanced DMO Conference. This is my first time at the event, although I've known the organizers. uh, I've known some of them probably for the last 15, 16 years since we started uh, INVASP. So it was just really wonderful. And what's fascinating is lots of the friends in the industry were also there and Adam, who runs one of the agencies out of Minnesota, NordClick? No, I I can't even pronounce the name correctly. I'm gonna pull up the name. But Adam was there and what's fascinating is that he also had his partners there with him in the event. And I discovered that they usually make it to Napa. They also come with their significant other, with their wives, and it's a nice time off. And it's also a way for different agencies to connect and share ideas and exchange ideas. My first time there, I did something very similar to you. I showed up for one day, didn't stay for the whole event, which I have a rules now.
0: And you didn't take your wife either.
1: I didn't take my wife. My wife was preparing to go to Romania. So she was not really thinking about Napa at all. <laughs> but here we are. Like, I came back and I'm like, okay. As a result of that, I think that there's lots of interesting conversations that we're having with uh, different agencies about using Pi and how they can utilize that Nordic click. That's the name. I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry, Adam. We've known Adam for so long and I messed up the...
0: did. we've had only one founder on our podcast. On Bootstrap. Yeah, on trapped. So it would be great to actually, from that group of, yeah. of, of folks, including Adam, to invite them, you know, like they all have similar or unique stories themselves of founding their agencies.
1: Yeah. No, I think that episode with Karen was just absolutely wonderful, by the way. And it's like one of those things that you, you benefit from when you hear others and the experience that they've gone through. The struggle, by the way, that I have is this is more, oh, here's an update. Here's what happened with me. Here's what happened with you. It's not an interview-style podcast, although we can do an interview-style podcast. I don't know what our listeners would enjoy.
0: Yeah, but if you think about it with Karen, that's how we asked her different questions and had kind of some discussions around different areas. Again, because we all have a common theme where we're all business owners, correct? And a lot of us are within the agency space. So I think there's a lot of room there to have meaningful discussion. And it breaks from the routine of what we are always doing. Again, like I get some feedback from... Some people that listen and they like some of the content that we have, but it can change it up a little bit. So it just adds a little bit of flavor. Maybe we yeah, do not once I a like month.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. <clears throat> so we'll put that on the list of do's. Something else that's interesting, for a long time, really until now, the growth that FakePi is seeing is just all organic. I heard of you here. Somebody mentioned you here. And it's absolutely wonderful. I'm not sure if I'm making a mistake or not, but we're taking another step. at Google Ads. I will report to you in two weeks. If that was a good investment, or we just made a donation to Google.
0: In two weeks, yeah, you're gonna in two know. Weeks
1: we'll be able to tell. At least I'll be able to say, hey, there's some conversions. Yeah, we just need to optimize. If I can't get a single conversion in two weeks, no, I'm not doing it.
0: You're saying conversions, how about click-throughs to the landing page? Because at least that'll tell you if you get like a significant amount of click-throughs from the ad to the landing page is an interest.
1: No. I'm just gonna look at conversions. If I'm in two- I'm just saying, just don't- I get click throughs. People will click through to my ad.
0: That means your landing pages are the issue.
1: And my landing pages are amazing because I have an amazing team that does the landing pages, but it might be my competitors who are clicking on my ads and like making me spend all this money. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna report. I'm gonna look at it carefully. I'm gonna analyze it. I'm gonna look at the cities where the clicks are coming from. And then I'm gonna tell you, do I have enough signals to continue spending money with Google, or I say, what's oh, organic is fine. But I think we are at a point in FigPie's life to say, okay, so we're breaking even, and we're actually making money. And should we hire somebody dedicated to sales? Should we focus on marketing? You can do it in so many different ways, by the way. I have seen companies just focus on marketing and organically just push their product. And I've seen companies who have hired sales teams and Grown their companies that way. So I'm at that point where at least we have the luxury of having that conversation because a couple of years ago, that was not even a discussion. Really? No, we're just going to do with what we have. And then I participated in the last couple of weeks in what we call the revenue impact model. So you're launching an experiment, you're launching an A-B test. Okay, here's the bottom line impact of that experiment. So Investp uses that model. and I think we came up with a really good model. And I'm debating with the team whether this is going to be useful to roll out and FigPie as a feature where everybody can use it, I think it's fascinating. We're testing it out with some of the customers who are using FigPie just to see whether they like it or not. So that's really had kept me quite busy in, in the last, I would say, three, four weeks. Big lessons, Ayat, from the last few weeks.
0: It was interesting because when I was in Romania, there was a talk, and I discussed this a little bit with you, Kharedz, of how... We're always thinking about ways to incentivize and to create culture within our organization. And the speaker, he was talking about how many of the studies that he's done as a sociologist has come to the conclusion that people are more incentivized and productivity in a company increases with rather than giving monetary bonuses, but rather giving something more emotional or personal and that has like that impact it just made me think oh like what can we do there in those areas so giving beyond just
1: yeah talk to me a little bit more what did you think that we can do more
0: i think recognition of team members of efforts being made of wins this type of a thing i think can really create that spirit and give that positive reinforcement That really helps just from a human, behavioral human perspective can really motivate and can increase productivity and loyalty to a company. So that's one area. And then another big thing is, of course, like any type of growth requires a mindset change. And that's why growth is so difficult sometimes is because you do have to change mindset in order to be able to grow. And change is never easy because, again, it requires you to do some mental gymnastics so
1: by the way just going to the first point about how you motivate people and i love by the way this is so omar our business coach had mentioned this because we were talking about like how do you motivate people and i was lying, I'm like hey i'm motivated by money that's <laughs> give me more i'll be very loyal very motivated to you and he's he ran like a factory with i forgot how many hundreds of people and in three years he had no one had left the work except the ones that he himself had fired like go off Because he did not rely on incentives and monetary incentives and anything like that. So I can see that. Even sometimes things that I thought in my career, I thought a little corny. Oh, you're gonna recognize somebody. When I was recognized, I felt good. (laughs) So I had this is like, Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'm really good at this.
0: Even like I mean, this is different than business, but like even in a school like environment, like our son recently was like recognized and it makes people feel like, oh, I belong. I remember actually when I was in high school, I had a really difficult time. I was just as a minority, targeted, whatnot. It was really hard. But I remember I took this one sociology class, and the teacher did something where we were taking a lesson, and I recall like seeing pictures of Muslims. I described how I felt when I saw those pictures, and the comforting words and the way that she felt made me feel welcomed. really impacted my whole sense of how I felt about that class and about my school and about myself. And it was incredible. And she even noted at the end of the class like how much that incident impacted me. It's crazy because like human psychology, like we don't recognize how much your brain and your mind and some of these things that are going on inside of us can stop us from doing things. And just sometimes opening up a little bit can change perspectives. No, I love completely. it. I love it. So I'd love you know.
1: to hear maybe in the next few weeks just to hear something practical on what worked and what didn't work in terms of from the monitoring. Monitoring could be interesting also to discuss on the podcast. But say, hey, this worked, this didn't work. And, and I think it also depends on the person that you're dealing with and what's going to impact them, what doesn't impact. Love it, Ayat. I love it.
0: Yep. How for you? Big lessons?
1: One of the big things is we've been busy. We've been busy for the last, I don't know, a couple of years, just like developing this, developing that, trying just playing catch up that we did not innovate we have many great ideas say hey, it'll be really cool to do this it'll be really cool because no one else is doing it but we have not had the chance to do any of this stuff i think now as we finally slow down catch our breaths look at the where fic as a platform is we're able to actually sit down and have very interesting conversations about okay no one else is doing this this is actually something that's missing people actually will value this feature why don't we go ahead and build it so those conversations are really fascinating. I'll give you two examples of those. So I mentioned the revenue impact. Anybody who runs experimentation, conversion rate optimization, they want to go to their VP of marketing, to their CEO and say, here's how much money I made you. And it needs to be believable. And it needs to be reasonable. And it needs to be built on actual data, not just something you just pulled from thin air. So I think that's, that is fascinating. And then the other thing that's really cool that we're doing, we focus a lot on the load time. How long does it take for FIGPY to load? Because anything you install on your website slows down the website. And the team has just been absolutely incredible and kind of figuring out how to speed things up. And we're already faster, I think, than anything else out there. Today in the morning, we're having a discussion and we might be able to cut down that load time in half, even further. So I'm like, oh, okay. It was just an interesting discussion going through it. And the guys are like, "Yeah, yeah, we can do this. We can do that. I'm like, ok, this is really cool when you have those conversations. I think the big lesson for me is, yes, it's important to do the things that you have to do, correct. But innovation thinking about, ok, what is the next thing? What's missing from the market and what I can what should I focus on? Those are really big. With that, I add plans for next week before we wrap things up.
0: We've talked about, in our previous episodes, if you listened, about we created the roles and responsibilities for all the different team members across our organization, but we have not rolled those out. I've only rolled them out to the CROs. So my plan is to eventually, maybe next week or next couple of weeks, roll them out to the rest of the team and creating a strategy around that. And then we have a lot of hiring. We're going on a hiring spree for invest. That's always an interesting thing because... I always get nervous about hiring a lot of people at the same time. So we'll see.
1: I think by the way just on that note it was really fascinating because we've previously decided oh we need this role no we don't need this role but I think the approach that we took this time is looking at the hours and the work and then, like becoming a lot more scientific about it to say for every hour is getting spent in this role there's actually an hour and a half spent in this role there's actually half an hour spent in this role or based on that looking on the averages, here's what we need to do, here's what's missing. Uh, we were thinking about hiring for one position and we're like, actually, no, we're overstaffed. We went from, oh, do we hire to, no, we, we don't need that. So I thought that was just fascinating.
0: Yeah, I'd love to grow that scientific approach on things even even further, meaning, hey, based on, we're looking for these specific attributes within people that are going to join our company. And then based on their attributes also, like what clients actually do they match? I'd love for us to get to that level of sophistication.
1: And I don't know how it is right now, but I can speak to some of the big consulting companies I worked with. They didn't have that sophistication. They really did not. Now there are some companies that are just caring and they do that really well, correct? And we're talking to Omar about that and he was saying just, let's just a science. And it's fascinating when you look at the profile of the people who have stayed with us for seven, eight, 10 years, and what are the characteristics and how do you match those? And at the same time, look at the yeah. profiles of the people who stay with us for two, three months, and then they leave. And then
0: oh, yeah. what- and a lot of times we can pinpoint, by the way, why did they leave and why did they stay? And it's always interesting. How about for you, Khaled? What are your plans for next week?
1: I have 28 new features that we are going to be releasing in ThickPi. Oh, my God. Yes, we already released four this week. Just, just a ton of new features that are getting released. Some of them are small, some of them are like major enhancements. Um, I think the most interesting one is going to be the targeting. So we're going to allow people to target visitors with so many different ways, so many different approaches. It's really going to be world-class targeting. For people who don't understand A-B testing, this probably sounds very gibberish, but it's something very advanced. And then there's a whole bunch of new features. So that's going to keep us busy for the next couple of weeks. There's a whole bunch of enterprise customers who have just joined Figpy, So there's a lot of work there trying to figure out our support team, our account success team, and all that takes. The beauty of this, people start with Figpy at a certain level, and then they're upgrading. And almost within 60 days, they double their spend with FigPie. And there's some companies that they will take your money for things. Oh, we're not offering this feature. We're not offering that feature. With us, no. It was like, oh, here's everything. And then they'll come to us and say, oh, how about if we want to do this new thing or this other thing, can you guys help us with it? And we're like, yes. And this is actually a feature that we have over here and we've been building it for a while. So it's been just fascinating how the customers and their requirements are driving the growth of FicPi. So it really is a fascinating journey that's just absolutely wonderful to go through. But with that, until next time, I usually say happy testing in the CR live hour. But if you've been listening to this podcast, wherever you might be listening to this podcast, and I should probably start the episode with this, please leave us a positive review. If you enjoy the podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. Until next time, take care. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode from Boot Trapped. If you learned something new from this podcast or got some useful insights, we would really appreciate it if you leave us a review. Until next time.